you? Hi, Liz. I'm so good. So excited. Yay. How are you? I'm good. And this is your first Instagram live too. Is that correct? Yes. Can oh. you tell I'm a little nervous? <laughs> oh, don't be. We're going to have a lot of fun. So where parts of the world are you? United States, somewhere else? Kind of where are you from? I'm from the States. I'm originally from New York and I've lived all over the East Coast, but I've actually been living in Guatemala in Central America for the past 11 years. Oh, that's amazing. I'm an East Coast girl myself. I'm in Connecticut, so you are right next to me. <laughs> oh, I spent some time in Connecticut. Yes, fantastic, fantastic. So yay, we have some folks coming in. Please say hi in the comments. And if you have questions, please feel free to drop them in the comments as we have our chat. So we're gonna to get to know all about Alicia. I'm gonna ask you so many questions because you are an author, you're an illustrator. You also homeschool and teach the, Mont the, the Montessori style, is that correct? That's true. Yep, I have, right, I'm I teaching so right now my son and a friend of his. Oh my goodness. And I've so got a baby on the way. So oh, we'll congratulations. have another student soon. <laughs> yeah. Hey. So the ease and I like to start with what's called my my bookish question, which is just something light and fun to get us started. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So as someone who does so many different parts, again, the illustration, the writing, all this, what is your favorite part about the writing process? Is it finding inspiration? Is it the writing? Like, it, do you have a favorite part of this process? Uh, it's, you know, honestly, I don't really have a favorite part. I love everything about it. I think right now it's still sinking in for me that I'm published <laughs> and that people are actually interested in the things that I create and come up with. And I just feel so honored that, I mean, here we are, you're interested enough in what I've done that you reached out to do this interview with me. And I think that part for me right now is my favorite because it just hey, feels amazing. I'm so flattered and I'm so honored that people are interested in, you know, the things that I can create and come up with. But I, I love all the process, really. I enjoy the inspiration when it comes. And um, per, I mean, to be honest, I really feel like my strong suit or stronger suit is the writing mm -hmm. and the illustration just kind of like came along recently after and I've been um, bettering myself in that aspect of it but I but I'm just enjoying the whole thing really I mean it's so fun and I and I have to pinch myself sometimes <laughs> like this is my job yes it you know? is that is amazing right and it, it's interesting hearing that, you know, the illustration has come after, you know, before I, I ask you a million questions about that, tell us, like, how did you get published? Like, did you always know you wanted to be a writer? You know, kind of like, what is your journey like? Well, I, um, no, I didn't always know I wanted to be a writer. I didn't know what I wanted to be. I've kind of always felt like this overwhelming sense of, and not in like a grandiose way. I just feel like we humans have so much potential and sometimes it's overwhelming of like, what am I gonna put right. all my efforts and energies into? Because we can do anything. I mean, mm -hmm. really we can, we just have to focus our energy into what it is that we wanna do. But no, I have to say that I am so grateful and attribute um, 
you know, what I've accomplished today, much of it to my dad, because he really pushed me when I was a kid to write, write, write. And it was kind of mandatory <laughs> that I, I always was like journaling or doing these creative writing processes, um, like along with and in addition to my homework. And at the time, I, I didn't really enjoy it that much. I was kind of like resentful for the time I had to put into it, but it was so important for him. And maybe he saw something in me that right. I didn't, I don't know. But I entered a writing competition in my school. It was called Odyssey of the Mind. I think I was in like sixth grade and I won that with this little poem that I wrote. And then that actually was published. That's in like the United States Poets Society book or something. I have a plaque somewhere. Oh, with the poem cool. on it. it was cool. called Ponder. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I, I just continued writing. But this book that just was published now, Trevor the Mouse and His Unexpected House, is interesting because I remember perfectly. I was like 16. I'm just driving my car. And it's just like a download coming into my mind, the words. And like, I don't even know where the name Trevor come from. I don't know any Trevors, you know? I just couldn't wait to get home and get these thoughts down on paper because it was just coming, yeah. it was writing itself really. And so I wrote it and I thought it was awesome. I loved it. And I just sent it to a local newspaper called the Pike County Press in Pennsylvania. And they loved it and they wanted to publish it. And so they did. And then I uh, wrote another one and another one and they ended up giving me a little column. And it was so much fun because it was interactive. Mm -hmm. um, kids were encouraged to like illustrate and draw oh, ideas because I try to end some of my books with like a question or a prompt. And I just had so much fun with that. But unfortunately, the paper went out of business. And then um, I did send it out to some publishers, but I, I never hear, heard back. And I did send it out to a magazine, a popular kids magazine, and I got some constructive criticism back, but I mean, it was really tough. They were like, it doesn't rhyme, mm. and I don't get where it's going. I'm like, really? Like, I think, you know, I think it's pretty clear. <laughs> but so I would put the project down for a while and just kind of move on with life. And every once in a while, I'd feel prompted or inspired to try again, reach out and try and find some publishers. But you know how it is. You send your book out to publishers, your manuscript, and you don't hear back. They don't even yeah. tell you, like, we got your manuscript and we're reviewing it. It's just crickets. Yeah. So, you know, you, you, you get discouraged or you can mm -hmm. get discouraged. So now I have my own son and I'm reading him kids' books and some are fantastic and some I just like don't get it. And I'm like, <laughs> why isn't my book published? Right. You know? So I made this deal with myself that I'm just going to start sending my manuscript to five publishers a week. Mm. So I Google, you know, publishers accepting rhyme, picture stories, children's books, manuscripts right now. And you can find the information online. So I'd find the information. I started sending it out. And I don't even think I was a few weeks into my new, you know, goal. That tabletop sent me that email back. Like, we love it and we want to work with you. We want to publish it. And I just still remember how I felt reading yes. that first message and yeah. telling everybody, oh, I want to publish it. You know, because <laughs> here we are. I'm 38. 
And I wrote this when I was 16. Oh so, gosh, like how exciting that must be. And shout out incredible. from Jessica from Tabletop who's in the comments. You know, that that is amazing um, to, to have that experience. Again, this, I think sometimes when there's all those no's, you start to think like, is my story bad? Is something wrong? But like, no, it was just about finding the right person, the right company that, that believed in your story and that saw your vision. And I love that. I recently had a friend, um, because I, I think a lot of people didn't even know that this was like a, like a, like a hidden talent of mine, mm. you know, a hobby of mine. And I recently have a good friend that I showed her some of my manuscript and she was just like shocked. Like, Alicia, I don't know how you didn't know that this is what you should have been doing, you know? Yeah. But to me, it just seems like it's just, I don't know, I, I, it didn't even seem like a possibility. It's like a dream come true, really. Absolutely, absolutely. And you, you talked about inspiration, like when it comes, feeling like it was downloaded. And I definitely resonate because my stories often come like that. It's just something will spark or it just feels like it's just coming. And that's such an incredible uh, uh, feeling. But tell us a little bit more about how do you find inspiration you know is it like it comes all the time do you have a strategy like what does that look like for you inspiration I think is such a fascinating subject to talk about yeah. because it's magic when it when it comes I mean it's absolutely magic and I feel incredibly lucky when I get some inspiration so um, what inspires me? I'm inspired by, by love, you know, when I am in love and or having a new baby and, you know, just that feeling, that dopamine, nature, beauty, the world, sadness, everything really, it can be an inspiration. It's everywhere all the time. I think what, when I can most easily tap into mm -hmm. it is when I'm actively practicing an attitude of gratitude. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like if I have a grateful heart, I'm more accepting of the beauty that's all around me and I'm more appreciative of it, appreciative. And the world becomes my muse that way. Right. So I really <clears throat> am grateful when I do get inspired. But that being said, inspiration is isn't always just falling into our hands from the sky, right? I mean, it's like a gift, but we can't just walk around with our hands open waiting for gifts. That's greedy, you know? Mm, I like that, yeah. We have to do the work. We can't fall into the trap. So, and this is like advice that I myself need to take. I think all creatives need to always remember to put in the work, mm -hmm. to put in the time, even when you're drawing a blank and you've got absolutely nothing, you know, coming in, you have to just make the time mm -hmm. and the discipline to sit down. And I ask for inspiration. I'll sit down and say, okay, what do, what, what do I need to talk about? How can I be a mouthpiece or, um, you know, to, to, to get out an important message or, you know, just inspire me, give me something. And sometimes crickets, nothing. And you just start. It can start like a journal entry talking about feelings, what's going on with you. Yes. You can start just with like a line. Once there was a boy, 
And I think it helps too to have like no expectation, yeah. just right. Maybe something great comes out of it. Maybe nothing comes out. Maybe you just plant a seed and a few days later ideas start coming in, but you have to do the legwork. You have to put in the effort and the time, right? For that inspiration to be able to come. Absolutely. So many great nuggets, like first talking about gratitude, because I, I do, I think sometimes when you're creating, we put this pressure of like, I need to create, I need to create, it needs to be good. And that can really zap that inspiration because now you're trying to force something. Yeah. And when you have that sense of gratitude, I think you are more open to see what's around you. And then you can get those seeds, right? You can get those seeds that, again, like you mentioned, sprout a couple of days later, you know, while you're walking or whatever. But absolutely, I, I love those two components together because I think it, it really, again, it, it it can help you generate that creative process and help you to avoid writer's block. Um, you know, have you yeah. ever struggled with writer's block? What's kind of like your experience with that? Absolutely, I, I struggle with writer's block. I feel like you have to, in one side, I, I say you have to be disciplined and you have to put in the time and the effort, but I also believe that everything has a season. Mm -hmm. And I have like creative seasons where I can like bang out a book in an hour. I mean, a kid's book, right? and that's my thing. I do kids stuff. Um, but yeah, my, my son was in soccer practice for one hour. And this book that I have coming out in November, Trevor the Mouse and the Grumpy Snowman, it just, again, flowed to me. I loved it. I finished it. I was in tears. And I just immediately sent it to tabletop, like so stoked. And then after, I totally regretted that I sent it because it had like typos. <laughs> it was like a rough rough very rough draft and i didn't hear back for like a few days and i thought they would email me like in five minutes like yes <laughs> this is amazing and i didn't hear back and i'm like oh my gosh i'm too uh, you know i was like too excited i should have like drawn up a storyboard and edited a little bit and you know spell check <laughs> but um sometimes you know you just it happens like that but sometimes yeah you you know you're writing and you could be putting in the effort and you don't feel like anything's coming up and right. that's okay you have to not be hard on yourself focus on something else athletes you know they train to get better at their mm -hmm. sport and, mm -hmm. and musicians train and practice to be better at their instruments and i think it's the same with writers as long as you put in the effort um you have to be getting better even if it doesn't feel like it you know absolutely absolutely before i ask you about kind of like the illustrations because they are so beautiful and they hold so much emotion. I want to read some of these comments. So some of the comments that we have are, you know, your story is so incredible and you're an inspiring talent. Um, you had the most successful launch of the year, the most pre-orders, the kids love Trevor. Trevor is an adorable little character that you've created. Um, also, you know, Jessica says, Ali does regular poem posts and videos um, with her followers. So before I ask you about being an illustrator, tell us more about, you know, are these poems that, you know, are for kids, adults? Tell us about the poems that you post on your channel. Well, so sometimes when I sit down and, and I try and just make something creative and I start with nothing, but something comes out, it could be totally random. Like the other day I was out on my, my porch having breakfast and, you know, 
I'm in, I'm vibing. I'm drinking my coffee. It's sunny. I see the flowers and the bees and I'm like, oh, this is so beautiful. And I see a little bee buzzing and he's like pollinating. And I'm always, you know, teaching, teaching my son too. So I'm like, oh, aren't we thankful for the bees? They're giving us honey and then, and that inspired this little bee poem. And I thought it was cute, you know, and then I did research about bees because being a homeschool mom, you're always learning too. I mean, I don't know half the stuff that I need my kids yeah, to yeah. know, you know, so I'm always just learning. So we start re researching some bees and then I, I followed up my little poem with like facts about bees and things that I'm discussing with him and then I start painting some bees. But so that was like a successful experiment that I had where I was a little bit inspired because of my grateful attitude. And then um, I kind of went with it and then I liked it. So I posted it <laughs> with a little picture and my little poem about bees, you know? Sometimes it's just something I'm inspired by my kid growing up. I see him, you know, he's growing out of his clothes and it makes me feel sad, my mama heart, but glad <laughs> that he's healthy and growing. And I write something and sometimes I feel like it's a little too personal and I don't post it. But sometimes I think, I think moms would relate to this and I do. So a lot of the stuff that I write <clears throat> like about my experience with being a mom, I think I try to write it for my kids because it's so important for me to know, for them to know how loved they are. And, but also I think um, older people, parents, moms, dads, also may, maybe get something out of it too because they can relate maybe, you know, maybe they don't have the words to, to express how they feel, but if I can help them with that expression, that's awesome, you know? Absolutely. It, it makes me think about being like present. And I think in being grateful, you, you have to kind of like be present. In, and I, I definitely think that that's an asset to inspiration because then you can notice the things like the bees or how your son is growing. And so it, it's a reminder to not so much get caught up in like the worries of what's going to happen or what has already transpired, but just to be right where you are and just take in the joy about where you are. Yeah, be present. Absolutely. Now, you are not only an author, but you're an illustrator. What has that journey been like? Have you always had the ability to, to illustrate? Like, tell us more about this journey. Well, I, um, no. <laughs> I'm a creative, definitely. I mean, I, I do hair as well. Before having my first son, I had a hair salon and there's a lot of creativity that goes into that as well. And, and I loved it and I still do love it, but I'm not practicing right now. But the illustrations is a different kind of art. And initially my, my Trevor the Mouse story, I had a friend who is like a real artist. I just kind of explained what I had in my mind. And five minutes later, I feel like he had these beautiful drawings. I'm like, that's exactly what I wanted. So I stuck with that. And when Tabletop said, yeah, we want to publish your book, all of a sudden, this like egotistical part of me comes up like, wait a minute, I want to do it all by myself, <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm not even in contact with this friend anymore. Like I said, this was years ago. And I'm sure that I could have found them and they would have been like, yeah, here's the thing. But I'm like, I want to see if I can. I want to try. I want to I see if I can do it. 
So I just started trying um, to, to do these watercolor paintings. I had watercolors. I mean, I was kind of like dabbling in just having fun with it as a, as a hobby. Um, and I, and I started really, you know, trying to, to re-illustrate my book and I was pretty happy with how it came out. But like I said, I don't feel like that's my stronger side. I definitely feel like I'm a writer and I can kind of do a little bit of artistic stuff, but I'm getting better because this next book that came out, I'm like, you know what? I really like the way these drawings are coming out now, you know, and that's yes. exciting too. Oh, that is so exciting. So very exciting. Please tell us about the books that you currently have out and what should we be on the lookout for? Um, uh, for those who are listening and watching, there's a pinned comment that has Elisa, Alicia's webpage as where, well as where you could buy her books, which is tabletopteachingllc.com. Um, but please tell us what, you know, where are your books, you know, how can we find them? So, Trevor and the Mouse and his Likes Big House, I have a copy right here. This was my first ever published book. And this is available in Tabletop's website, Tabletop Teaching. The website's actually really cool. It's interactive. There's a lot of neat stuff for downloading. There's videos that they make. I'm reading it. It's, it's really cool. Um, you can find it on Amazon. You can find it on Barnes & Noble's webpage, on Walmart's webpage. And um, yeah, please, if you like it, go ahead into your local libraries and recommend that they order it too so we can share it with more people. Um, every little bit helps. I have another book coming out with the same character, Trevor. It's going to be maybe for November. It's like a holiday story. Um, so I'm really excited about that one. And like I said, I really am happy with the way those illustrations came out. I'm really, and the story, I just love it. I'm so excited, you guys. And I think that Trevor is going to be a character that has a long life because like I said, I had these other um, <clears throat> stories that I'd sent to the column, also including Trevor, that I haven't even shown to Tabletop yet. And uh, I've got a lot of ideas and I like the character and I want to start introducing like more characters in too. So we'll see how that goes. But so yeah, you can find my Trevor the Mouse book. In November, I'll be having another book coming out. It's going to be awesome. And yeah, who knows what the future holds. Maybe someday I have this idea in the back of yeah. my head that maybe someday I can keep like collecting some of these poems that I do like for my kids and maybe do like a bedtime stories book. Oh, that would be um, lovely. Yes, I, I, I think that would be a really fun project and like really satisfying for me personally, for them, you know. Absolutely. And like, what is your favorite thing about Trevor? I mean, like looking at him, he is adorable. But when you talk about Trevor, you seem like so excited. And I can imagine that excitement coming off the pages. So what kind of draws you to Trevor? Well, I feel like Trevor he's like a little bit naive but he's so wise mm. and he's humble but he has so much good to give and he's always got like a good little lesson to teach you know i have this little side project i don't know why i got so obsessed with this but <laughs> i did just recently i 
want to do Christmas cards with Trevor. I just want to. I feel oh, like that's so um, cute. Christmas cards, first of all, I feel like they're like a lost art. I think it's so nice to get a card in the mail, like a hard card or even just a hand-delivered card with a special note. But so I got this idea in my head and I'm like, I want to make Christmas cards. Trevor, Christmas cards, Christmas cards, Christmas cards. So I started painting and then I started thinking of like these cute little sayings to put in them. And they're so like wise. Like, like I said, I don't feel like it's coming from me. It's coming from Trevor. So I can say it sounds wise because Trevor is a wise little mouse. <laughs> oh, I but, love that. Yeah, I just think he's got a cool personality. I like Trevor. He's I, a family man, you know, he's got a kid, he's got a wife. He does what he needs to. <laughs> I love that. And I love the idea of Christmas cards. Um, can You know, if people pre-order, can they expect a Christmas card? Have you thought about that? I, you know what? I don't know exactly how it's going to come out. Um, I am talking a little bit with the publisher about possibilities of this, but we haven't worked it out. Right now, it's just this idea that I'm like obsessed with. And I do that. I get like so hyper focused on something, you know. So I don't know exactly how it's going to work. You'll have to stay tuned. I'm going to have to be keeping everybody updated on the page about what happens with these Christmas cards. But absolutely. Um, um, in my head, it's mm, going to be awesome. It, it already sounds awesome. Uh, we have a Thank question you. here, but before I read the question, please tell us, you know, how can we stay up to date? Is there a newsletter? Is it following you on social media? You know, how can people stay updated on all these things? All right, you guys, I am, I try my darndest to be like up on Instagram and Facebook and I've got like a book bub account and, um, I have a web page. Tabletop is good about always, you know, putting out um, like newsletters and things like that. So they're definitely subscribed to the Tabletop's web page. I think that's a really good way. I have an Instagram. It's Alicia Burton or Alicia J. Burton. I have a Facebook page, Alicia Burton. And I'd love to have you follow me there. I post a lot of personal stuff too. My life is pretty magical. So it's pretty fun to follow along, I think. Um, but I'm always trying to be better. But yeah, I'm not that techie. I don't do like the cool video. I'm not up on the cool video <laughs> making and stuff like that. I'm pretty basic. But um, please do look for me, Alicia J. Burton on Instagram, Alicia Burton on Facebook. And I love to hear from you too. So if you reach out, don't be shy. And, and we can chat and yeah. Absolutely. And I will just say there is nothing basic about your illustrations and the music and all of that. They are so touching. So please oh, y'all follow Alicia on all her different platforms. Um, we have a question here and it says, can you tell us about the message of Trevor the mouse and the grumpy snowman? I think it's one of my favorite messages right now with all of our books and pre-orders will come out in the next two weeks. Oh, yeah, I'd love to. Thank you for that question. Thank you for all these comments, you guys. This is amazing. Like, <laughs> what, there's people here listening to this. This is so fun. Um, thank you for being here. My book, Trevor the Mouse and the Unexpected Snowman, is um, it's about Trevor uh, who builds a snowman. He tries something to rebuild a snowman, and this snowman is miserable. He's totally grumpy, he's rude, and he talks to Trevor in a really mean way. And Trevor's really affected by this because he's not used to being spoken to this way. 
and he doesn't get mad he doesn't get angry he still thinks of how he can try to improve the well-being of this snowman character and in the end he doesn't really get a chance to but he learns that happiness comes from within and that it's something that we have to work on every day and we find it in our in ourselves in our homes in our families and it's not in the clothes we're wearing and it's not in the things we have but it's coming from inside of us such a sweet message because right we, we can't control the mean things people say but we can can control how they impact us and what we do with that. Such a sweet message and so fitting, you know, for the holiday time. I cannot wait for this to come out. Yeah. It's gonna be really cute. Oh, <laughs> so love excited. It. Um, any last words before I ask, you know, just my final questions? Uh, again, I just want to say thank you to everybody that is making this possible. This is truly a dream come true for me. Thank you to Tabletop. Thank you, Liz, for reaching out, for wanting to, to hear from me. Thank you to everyone that's here listening right now to the live. It just really means the world to me um, to be, you know, being able to share a message that is important to me, you know. So thank you, everybody. I'm so grateful. I'm so happy. And uh, I just look forward to seeing what we can we can all create together. Absolutely, this has been so wonderful. Um, you seem so excited about Trevor, which makes us all excited about Trevor and his journey. I can't wait for more stories. Um, it, it makes me think we were talking a little about about inspiration and being present. And my question to you is, what would you say to someone who's out there, they feel like they're just struggling, whether it's like with their, in, their illustrations or their writing process, and they just like, I cannot find the inspiration. Is there anything that they can do to refine that spark and re-fall in love with the process? Yeah, I think definitely one thing is be patient with yourself. Give mm. yourself, you know, the compassion and self-love. You have to believe in yourself. I mean, if you really feel like it's something that you want to do or you want to be improving on whatever it is, be patient with yourself, love yourself, give yourself the space and the time to do it. Um, also, it helps me to frame things as an experiment, you know, like I'm experimenting right now with watercolor. If mm -hmm. it doesn't go well, if it doesn't come out well, a failed experiment is still a success because you learned something. So frame, you know, work on, you know, how we're framing these things. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're writing something and nothing good comes out of it, that's okay. You put in the time, you exercise those muscles and you are improving, even if it doesn't feel like it. And also everything has a season. I, I truly believe that we might have seasons where we're just kind of feeling kind of low. And maybe the point of that season is as we claw our way out of it, we're learning the skills and techniques on how to do that. And maybe we're gonna in turn use that as creative fuel and help somebody else in that situation. You mm. know, when, when our season changes. I love that, like be patient with ourselves, right? Absolutely. Because sometimes it just takes time. I, I love that. Um, I had another question. Um, uh, you teach your, your son in that Montessori style in, I just kind of know it's learn through play. Can you tell us a little bit what is the style and does any of that kind of help you in your writing and illustrations? Yeah, definitely. Well, what, what I can tell you about Montessori that I personally really love about it is it just fosters the individuality and the independence of 
kids and babies. They're humans. They're born humans. And we need, I feel really strongly, like we should treat them as such. Mm -hmm. And we mm -hmm. should give them all the tools as early as we can that they can, um, you know, learn how to make their own decisions and do things for themselves. And we should just foster that because the day is going to come where they need to be independent mm -hmm. and they need to be able to pull on themselves for, for, you know, the tools that we're giving them now. And the other thing that I think maybe your, your other part of the question is how it like helps with my drawing and my, and my writing and things. I think I try to do things with like the least amount of distraction possible. Mm -hmm. So when I'm doing an illustration for, for one of my stories, I try to just have it, be just kind of like, like not cluttered, kind of simple. Um, I want them to be able to focus and not have distraction all over all over the page. I think that's important. Absolutely. Um, great words. Again, this has been so amazing. Thank you for, for being on the show. Um, again, y'all make sure that you follow Alicia and stay tuned so that you can pre-order um, Tre Trevor's story that's coming out in November and his story that is already available. Um, Alicia, I have one last question for you. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. I like to end with a word or a phrase that we can use in our creative process, whether that's uh, in a writing prompt, uh, art, cooking, however we express creativity. So if I had to ask you to leave us with a word or a phrase that we can use, what would you give us? Um, gratitude. Nice. Why gratitude? I feel like I can't express enough how just changing my mental state into one of gratitude helps me. It just opens things up. It clears away the fog. It takes out you know, all the negativity I feel like. And if you just start on the top of your page with gratitude and list a couple things you're grateful for, I think something is going to come out of it. You know, maybe you're going to write, I'm grateful for my family, the weather, the vacation coming up, my job, my clothes, my roof, my health, whatever it is. And then I think from that, you're going to come up with something. So lovely. I love it. I love it. I love it. So y'all, if you follow the podcast at the end of the episode, you will see what I do with Alicia's prompt. Gratitude. I cannot Oh, I wait. can't wait to see. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thank you so very much. And until next time. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Gratitude. It is a fullness that swells in one's soul and exudes through the heart. It is a fullness that can start as small as a mustard seed and grow to be a towering tree, shading one from the darkness of sorrow. It is intentional, a practice that leads to effortless repetition. It is the leftovers of an experience that ripens with age. Memories that exist far beyond the moment, a reflection of a past self that appreciates the age of the present. Gratitude is not optional when navigating swells of trials that would seek to throw you overboard. It is a necessary practice that prevents drowning when steering through the most torrential of storms. 
It doesn't need to be stronger than the current adversity. It only needs to be present. You only need to be present. Standing in the current space of your emotional distress, standing in the present of hardship, but willing to reach back to a time when strength was overflowing. If the past is too painful, search the present. Are you grateful for the songbird who chooses to sing to you? Are you grateful for the sun that warms your skin? Or perhaps appreciative that your mind is able to cultivate memories no matter how good or bad? Gratitude, a spark that starts with you, that can transfer to someone across the room.